Hello, and welcome to Tip of the Tongue. I am your special guest host, Brent Rosen, and we are back with the Heritage Heroes from the Tampa Heritage Fire Tour. Um, we have Alexander Planchart and Jennifer Daskovich, who will be talking about their place, The Deviled Pig, and how they uh, were able to become the victor in the Tampa Heritage Fire Tour. Again, this is Tip of the Tongue. I'm your host, Brent Rosen, filling in uh, for Liz Williams, and thank you to her for letting us add this podcast as a special on her Tip of the Tongue feed. And without much more introduction, I really want to get into our two guests, uh, Alexander and Jennifer. So welcome, y'all. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having us. And, Hi, thank um, you for having us. And and so if you would just tell us a little bit about how the Deviled Pig kind of came together and what your culinary backgrounds were, please. Well, I guess I should start with that because Alex is my new partner and my most amazing partner ever. But Devil Pig started about five years ago in Tampa with an eye towards a local barbecue spot that would take kind of barbecue styles from all over the country. So we have Texas style brisket, we have Carolina style pork, we have St. Louis style ribs, and just creating a homage to Tampa, an homage to local and really being a great place for locals to come and celebrate Tampa food and the great diversity that barbecue is. And we really believe that barbecue is not a style. Barbecue is a flavor profile. So you can pretty much do barbecue to anything, which will feed right into which one of our dishes was, which was our um, smoked brownie. But um, yeah, COVID was tough. You know, some partners didn't stay with the restaurant during COVID. And then I was very blessed to have this wonderfully talented and amazing partner come into my life. Alex is a great chef, a great partner, and very blessed to have him join Deviled Pig. And he's made sure that the quality and consistency of us has stayed on par ever since he came on board. And he's done a, a lot to make sure we're serving up the best barbecue in town. So that's kind of how Deviled Pig started. I'll let Alex give you his background. Yeah. So Alex, how did you end up uh, becoming a partner in the business? Um, well, it, it, it was a humbling beginning. I started off, honestly, <laughs> with a little uh, wood-fired pizza trailer on the side of the road, not too far away from the Deviled Pig. And one of the uh, one of the partners originally reached out to me and said he had a great concept about putting pizza, wood-fired pizza and barbecued meats together and, and kind of merging the brands. And I was I was all about it. I jumped right on board and uh, went over to Del Devil Pig and we started cranking out pizzas. And um, one thing led to another. And I, I just kind of took over the kitchen. And then and, and here we are. Just one thing led to another, as I can say. And, and uh, yeah, like I say, here, here, here we are just trucking along. Did your did your culinary background begin with the pizza truck or had you worked in restaurants or gone to culinary school before that? Um, I had been working in restaurants literally since I was 15 years old, and then I did go to culinary school. So that's uh, so, which, pretty much my, my, entire, my entire background is essentially it's all culinary. culinary. Yes, sir. Did a fam was it family restaurants or was it just something you were always interested in? It was. It honestly was just kind of started off as mom and pop shops. Never any of my personal family that owned places. Just um, close people around the community that I've met, and they were willing to you know take me on and show me a craft and. It just kind of developed into a passion that I ended up loving and going to school. And he's really and... good at, by the way. Not only does he <laughs> love it, he's really, really good at it. Well, and, and and Jennifer, for you, was this your first restaurant concept or was this something that was one of like a line of things that you've done? Well, so I'm I'm a recovering attorney. Don't tell anybody, but okay. I, I'll keep it a, I'll keep I'm... it a secret. 
<laughs> I've been working in food since I, similar to Alex, I've been working in food since I was 15 years old and different restaurants and, you know, management and back of house and front of house and all kinds of different things. But, you know, I went to college and then I went to law school because culinary school might not have been accepted at that time. <laughs> so uh, if I had it to do all over again, I would go to culinary school, but I graduated law school. I practiced law for a while, but there was something missing. I always loved the restaurants. And um, in 2008, when the first recession hit, I kind of found myself gravitating back towards the restaurant industry and uh, became one of the winningest home chefs in the country for food competitions across the country. I've won, wow. yeah, hundred plus thousand dollars trips to just about anywhere in North America and world food champion of sandwiches in 2013. And well, I'm going to pause you for a sec. You have to tell me what the world championship sandwich was. Well, we had to do a number of different sandwiches, but okay. I did a, I did it. These are a few of my favorite things, which was a fried chicken sandwich with goat cheese, basil, and bacon jam. And then I did a duck confit grilled cheese with a cherry caramelized onion, uh, kind of really yummy thing in between. And then my we everybody had to do fish for the final sandwich. And everybody was picking tuna and salmon. And I'm like, you know what? Some people like salmon rare. Some people like salmon well done. Some people like tuna rare. So I went with tilapia. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to make the best fried fish sandwich anybody has ever had. So I did a macadamia crusted tilapia sandwich fried in duck fat with Ooh, wow. a pomegranate, pineapple, fresh pico de gallo, cotija cheese, avocado, and Himalayan pink salt toasted King's Hawaiian rolls. So that wow. was my winning sandwich. That won me ten thousand bucks. So that was oh, that wow. was a nice. <laughs> I mean, how, just, how did there, you get into how did you get into home chef cooking competitions? You know, honestly, I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep, and I typed into the internet one day cooking competitions, and I started entering the ones where it wasn't cook-offs. You just kind of created a recipe in your head. You didn't actually have to cook it or take a picture of it. So that's how I started, and I kept winning. And I won this one, and I won that one, and then I'm like, oh well, let me do some where you actually create the dish. And, um, and then I started winning those and then I started going to cook-offs and I started winning those, but it's ironic because I think my legal background and following the rules and reading the parameters of things is what has helped me win so much. And I think that's what helped Alex and I put together two winning dishes for Heritage Fire okay. is because Ooh. I, you know, when we were brainstorming the dishes, I'm like, all right, here, we need one bite that is perfect. So what do you need in a perfect bite? You need crunchy, you need salty, you need sweet, you need tangy, you need umami. And so, you know, I said, Alex, let's do a sesame mole. And next thing I know, he's got it the next day and it's the most delicious mole I've ever had. So such a great partner that, that you know, we can talk about these things and he gets as excited as I do. And the next thing I know, he's already created it. So that's where... Um, kind of my experience with cooking contests and then looking at what the contest is about, right? People are going to have one bite to come to your table and say, is this the best bite ever? And so how do you incorporate everything into that one bite? So uh, I'm a rule follower and that helps me get, I think, the right bites. And then we do riffs on that. And Alex is the riffer and really takes it to a whole new level. What I really like that idea of the perfect bite as sort of thinking about how do we organize ourselves to do this? Because you're right. It's almost like your elevator pitch. You you have like one chance to wow people. 
and it's got to be short and to sweet and, and to the point. Since we've talked a little bit about the dishes um, that were the winning dishes at Heritage Fire, um, I, I want to ask you about those in just a second. But but first, how did the two of you find out about the Heritage Fire tour? Uh, we got lucky. We got an email, a general email to our inbox saying, you guys, you guys cook with fire. Would you be interested in participating? Yeah. And then Jen just reached out to me and said, are you interested in doing this competition? I think it'd be great for us. I think it'd be great exposure. And I thought the same thing. I said, yeah, it'd be fantastic to put the restaurant out there and, and show the community what we do on a daily basis. And uh, and we went we went for it. And so tell me now about the dishes. You said there were two that you had? Yeah, we did two dishes. Alex, you want to take the first one? Yeah, so uh, our savory dish was a, uh, we did our 24-hour smoked whole hog, which uh, we inject with mojo butter. And we took that meat and put it on top of a tostada, which instead of doing your classic corn tostada, we used a wonton that we hit with our sesame seed mole, the pork, pickled red onion, a, uh, uh, let's see, a <clears throat> avocado, avocado mousse. Mousse. And a uh, microgreen cilantro that we topped with it as well. Also hit it with just a little bit of sesame uh, sesame seed oil just to finish it off. Um, so just a, a real, real nice savory dish that just has a nice crunch to it. And just all around was kind of hitting all of those aspects in your mouth. You're getting a little bit of that salty, sweet, tangy from that red onion. You're getting that fatty from the avocado mousse that's covering your palate at the same time. So it's just one shot to really just make that bite count. And that's, that's what we put together and it, it ended up winning. It ended up doing, doing the right, uh, the right thing. And, and Jennifer, what was the other dish? So uh, the competition asked us if we knew anybody who was interested in doing a dessert because all of the entries were savory. And I said, well, my signature dessert is incredibly popular. And so I would love to include our dish from the deviled pig. Um, it's a salted caramel bacon brownie, but we switched it up a little bit for the competition because to be true to the spirit of the competition, we wanted to smoke the brownie. So we're actually cooking with fire. So we didn't cook it in a conventional oven. We actually cooked it with wood on our smoker and happy accident found that it's even better cooked that way than in an oven because it gets a really fudgy texture. And then, uh, I was looking over the contest and I thought, you know, Angel's Envy is a sponsor. Let me knock up my caramel sauce and make an Angel's Envy bourbon caramel sauce. And I put two cups of bourbon in my caramel recipe. Um, so, and then we got our bacon from Oliver Heritage Farms, a local farm here. And we candied that with our signature pirate rub and brown sugar. So even though it's a sweet dish, we wanted those elements of crunchy and soft, the texture contrast. We wanted the salty and the sweet and the spicy. So our rub is a salty, sweet, spicy rub. And then finishing it with the kind of wonderful bourbon sauce with salt. Um, it's the best, I think it's the best version of our brownie that we've ever done. And we're actually changing it in the store to match that up. So oh, really? we okay. were, and then at the competition, we found it was the, the two dishes played really well against each other. So I would say stop with Alex first, get our savory dish and then come to us and get our sweet dish. And, uh, you know, some people liked the savory dish better. Some people liked the sweet dish better. And at the end of the day, it was a one, two knockout punch to really be a successful event for us. So how many portions of each did you make? <laughs> 750. 750. No, I, I, I have been amazed at the, the answers to the question about portions because that's so many portions. 
So there's a lot of logistics involved in getting ready to do that. So, I mean, both Alex and Jennifer, could you tell me a little bit about how you prepared for the Heritage Fire Tour in the days leading up to it? Go ahead, Alex, you take it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, essentially about a week before, I really just kind of dove into kind of perfecting my mole sauce, making sure that all the taste aspects were exactly what I wanted. Um, and then after that, after I was happy with with where my recipes were at, it's just a matter of scaling up at that point. So it's just when you're creating your recipes, just to make sure that you're taking a good note and keeping a good eye of how much of what ingredient you're putting in. That way, it's easy for you to scale up and in the event that you need 750 tastings of that of that said dish. Um, so it just it takes takes quite a bit of planning, takes quite a bit of prepping. Um couple days of, of running around grabbing supplies making sure that, that everything's ready and a couple days of, of just straight straight prepping out a couple uh right right before the event but realistically it just it just boils down to making sure that your recipe is is uh cued in real nice and tight and that you're able to scale it up did uh did you have her- anybody else in the kitchen or was it just you prepping all of that Oh no! I have my right hand man in there. I have I have my go to guy, my sous chef. Yeah, if I I could not I couldn't do it without him. He was there at the competition with us. Um, yeah, Nario's a blessing in disguise, man. That that man showed up on my doorstep, and, and let's just say he's 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 turned out to be amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's one thing I was really proud of is we had a very small staff and a very small local restaurant against some of the biggest hitters in Tampa. And I was really proud of our team for being able to put it together. But to follow up on Alex's point, like the day before the competition, I sat for three hours and sliced brownies. So we had all of the brownies already done between wax paper and pans. Uh, Alex candied the bacon. We crumbled it up. That was ready to go. I made the caramel sauce, bottled it up so that on game day, you know, the want Alex fried the wontons fried, the day yeah, before. Fried wonton. yeah. The pickled yep. onions were done the day, like everything. So we set up our stations at the competition. I had the brownies, I had the bacon, I had the caramel, I had the finishing salt. Alex had the wontons, he had the sauce, he had the avocado mousse, the onions, the cilantro microgreens, so that we could really be a machine in just pumping out these dishes. And to his point, you know, we were a small team, but we're a mighty team. And uh, Nario is definitely our right hand guy and did so much to help us get ready for it but some of the restaurants there had like 15 people and here we are you know just chugging along and the three of y'all yeah uh, well we had we had also alex's wife and uh nario's uh, wife as well so it was five of us on game day to get out the two dishes gotcha and uh and on game day were you how were you able to kind of keep people moving through the line like what were the system that you had in place you know, as you were doing some of the plating, because it has to be served hot and it has to be kind of ready to go. So how do you keep that all kind of moving as you're in the heat of a contest like that? Well, the beauty about the brownies is they're fine room temperature. So we didn't have to worry about heat on that because we uh, smoked them ahead of time. We didn't smoke them on site. So that was the great thing about the brownies. And even the pork is great at room temperature. So temperature control wasn't as important as the combination of flavors. I was also going to add into that. We were we were working with whole hogs and we brought whole hogs on site. So honestly, if you keep them nice and covered and you don't pierce into that skin, those hogs are going to stay super hot right until you crack that skin open and start uh, and start working with them. So we really didn't have too much of a trouble keeping the pork hot. And the rest of our elements of that dish were essentially pretty okay at room temperature. You know, a fried wonton and the mole sauce, everything else kind of was okay. Once you put that hot pork on there, it kind of took over with the with the heat at least. So. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty simple for us. Um, so as far as, as far as that, 
you said hogs. How many hogs did you go through during the event? Uh, we went through uh, two whole ones. We bought three uh, total. One was a very nice, beautiful one that we did for display. But we went through two uh, hogs that were close to 100 pounds each. So that's a, that's a lot of pig. I mean, really, it's, oh, yeah. uh, it, it, I'm amazed at the scale of this event every every time I talk to someone. So you were serving. Everything was was moving along. And then they announced the winner. Were you surprised to find out that you had won? <laughs> Absolutely shocked. I mean, we had, <laughs> had such a heavy weekend that weekend. We had done so much catering the day before. We were maxed out to the gills. We were me, me and my like me and my sous chef were honestly just tired. I told him we we're making a really good dish. We're going to this this essentially a, a beautiful festival. We're gonna hang out with the community. We might have a couple of drinks and just hang back. We're not even worried about winning. We're just gonna serve a really good dish and show the community what we do on a daily basis. So when we when we won, I mean, it was just a complete, complete shock for us. Yeah. And you can see our reactions on the video like Alex jumped up. We're all hugging each other. And um, we had a little bit of tip off right before because three cameramen came and stood right in front of us. And I was looking around and I'm like, why are these guys here? So like 10 <laughs> seconds before we were like, maybe we have a chance, but. Honestly, there were so many amazing chefs and restaurateurs and establishments there that have more money, more staff, more resources than we do as a small, independent, local restaurant that, you know, I didn't think we had a chance, honestly. I mean, I know we do good food and Alex is so strong on quality and consistency. I knew our bites would be good, but, you know, you're we were against the heavy hitters in Tampa and you can't ever you know, underestimate them or assume that you're going to beat them. You just have to go in and like Alex said, put your best foot forward. And that's what we did. And how did you celebrate after winning? <laughs> I'll say, uh, let's say the, the following week, we actually, it was, it was Jennifer's birthday. So we actually ended up throwing a big old bash at the restaurant oh, for her birthday and the, and the victory as well. We ended up serving the winning dishes and we popped our champagne bottle that they had gave us for that victory. And it was a, it was a sweet, sweet day that day. You know, it's yeah. funny, uh, Jennifer, when you were talking about uh, the cameras coming at the end, um, when I talked to Levi Rains, who was the heritage hero in Nashville, he was talking about how they were kind of broken, breaking down. And then, you know, they were like, all right, we're going to go home. Why don't we all give each other a hug, take some pictures and, and call it a night. And as he was kind of saying that to the team, the camera guy showed up and he said, to them, oh, you guys, <laughs> perfect timing. We were just ready to take some group photos before we left. And then they made the announcement. And so I, I think that... Um, for our future heritage heroes who have listened to the podcast, you've now identified the tip off because he just <laughs> it was, uh, good luck that they were there ready for him. So and uh, you still just you still just never know. Right. Because there, there were a lot of people. And and what had happened at our event is the guests of the event had all gathered around the stage. And like you said, at the other event, all, all the chefs were starting to clean up. Right. Because uh, as Alex said, we had a you know, we did three whole hogs the day before for a home dedication for Tunnels to Towers, which is a great organization. They're building a mortgage-free housing division in Tampa. Alex had another catering that he was at. It was kind of divide and conquer on Saturday. We were all completely wiped out. Uh, and so, yeah, we were just having fun and the event was winding down and like, okay, guys, let's start packing up and 
I'm cleaning up and we turn around and I'm like, hey, Alex, look, look. <laughs> uh, I've been around these things a little bit. Usually the cameras go where the action is. I said, I'm not going to get my hopes up, but oh my God, it would be amazing. And then like 10 seconds later, they made the announcement. 10 seconds later, there it was. That's awesome. Um, I, I I love that story because it's it's the, the idea of, you know, kind of taking on the, the David versus Goliath kind of aspect of this, um, you know, within Tampa, are there other like do other are there other places that do something similar to y'all? Are y'all really kind of in your own lane with the style of cooking that you're doing? Well, um, I, think I think there's you want you want to take this one? Then? No, you go ahead. I think there's some amazing barbecue places in Tampa. I mean, like I said, I'm born and raised in Tampa, so I've been eating barbecue in Tampa my whole life. Um, but as far as what we're doing, I think we have we've maybe carved out our own little niche here in the community of doing the style of barbecue that we're doing and bringing the whole hogs that we're bringing to the community as well. So um, I, you know, I, I don't want to say we're doing, you know, we're, we're better than anybody else, but I, I do want to say we probably have carved out a little bit of a, of a niche for ourselves in the barbecue community here in Tampa. And we love working with guests to create the perfect experience for them. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm, work on the catering side to work with guests to plan these menus. And the great thing about having such a talented chef like Alex is I can say, Hey, Alex, they want this, whatever it might be. They want sweet plantains. Can you do that for me? He's like, yeah, no problem. They want sweet potato casserole. Can you do it? No problem. Uh, we Thanksgiving is our busiest day of the year. And, and we didn't do stuffing before Alex came around and he's like, you know what? We make a mean stuffing. Let's go ahead and add it, even though it's not a typical barbecue dish. And that's been really popular. So, so yeah, not only do we do the kind of what you can get when you walk in the door, but the whole hogs have become epic in town. We do them at least twice a month, if not three to four times a month. And like I said, the weekend of the festival, we did seven hogs. We did three for the festival and one for an event and three for another event. So, and that's all Alex. I mean, the moho and what, what he was talking about with the butter and the moho, it's the best pork you've ever had. Like I've never had anything better. And I hail from Texas. My family is from <laughs> Texas, right? So there's barbecue in Texas, the way that Alex kind of tweaked our brisket a little bit to make it more of a steak texture. That's a little bit different. So we, uh, you know, we don't really copy anybody. We do our own thing. And, you know, one of the really nice competitors at the competition said to us that you guys are kind of gourmet barbecue is how he described us. And, uh, you know, to me, we're just a little mom and pop shop, um, you know, chugging along the little engine that could and, and, you know, made it through COVID, which was difficult. But, you know, the most important thing is having somebody that cares as much as you do about quality. Because if you don't have a a tunnel vision the same in that area in terms of the quality of the food and the experience of the guests, you're not going to make it in this industry. And that's what I have in Alex. He cares just as much, if not more, about the quality of the food and the consistency of the food. And and it's just a blessing. And, uh, you know, we think we're going to keep growing and I see great things for us, but this was a really, really great experience for us all the way around. I'm I'm so glad to hear that because it's it's been great talking with all of the the chefs you I I've had the chance to visit with and it does sound like it's really a a special event and and it brings out really the the kind of best in in all of the competitors and really seems like a a, a great thing to participate in um, and in kind of in that lane um, what advice would you give to the competitors who are participating in some of the upcoming Heritage Fire stops? 
That could be for um, you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would say, um, I mean, as far as picking a dish wise, you know, maybe trying to hit all of those notes, try to hit. Don't give our songs. secrets away, Alex. You know, well, I mean, <laughs> trying to, you know, trying to create a, trying to create a good dish, and then also, you know, just making sure that your recipes are down, um, you know, down pat tight. That way, you can scale them up, and it is easy for you to, you know, put these dishes out. Really, just thinking about assembling the dish when you're there on site. You know, that's really what you need to think about in order for you to be able to feed an influx of people. I mean, I did not. I was not imagining how quick or how many people was going to show up. And within a blink of an eye, I mean, we were, we were bum rushed a couple of times with how many people came up to the table. So it's just really being, being prepared on how you're going to put that dish out. So really just kind of deconstructing it in your head, maybe put it on paper, write it down, you know, have a blueprint of, of how you're going to put it out. That's really the, the biggest advice I can give. Yeah. And, and along those lines, I get everything done that you can get the day before the event. Like I said, we weren't, you know, I went in and stood for three hours and cut brownies and, you know, the caramel sauce was bottled up and the bacon was done and crumbled. And for our savory dish, the pickles were, the pickles were pickled. Onions were pickled. The only thing Alex did that morning was make the avocado mousse. Cause obviously that's something that needs to be fresh, but we even, we, um, everything was done. He had his tub of, of sesame mole. All the wontons were fried the day before. And you know, the great thing about Heritage Fire is they had, we didn't have to worry about plates or utensils or napkins. Like you get to your station and all of that stuff is there and they want it all to be on the same plane. Like everybody's food is on the same plate or the same style of plate. So that was really great. And also Heritage Fire service was really great. They had people walking around. They had people checking in to see if you needed anything. Um, so just know that that's an additional resource as well, but just prep, 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 get your mise en place done the day before um, so that you can just really go and enjoy the event. And what advice do you have for the guests who come to the Heritage Fire Tour uh, for the remaining tour stops? I would say definitely a dress appropriate for whatever weather that you're going to be out in, you know, because I know for us it was definitely hot and sunny. And uh, come hungry, definitely come hungry, because there's going to be some good food and some good competitors and just show some support to the uh, to, to the local community, to the local uh, chefs and restaurants out there. But definitely dress appropriate for the weather and uh, come with a come with an empty belly. <laughs> and just if you if you find something you like, don't eat multiple of that until you've tried everything else, because you want to make sure that you are able to try everything there. You know, we were able to kind of run around and try a few things um, as well. I do have to say, I really liked our dishes at the end of the day, but um, yeah, try everything because there's going to be, I mean, there was seafood there, there was beef, there was pork, there was lamb, there was chicken, there was just about every kind of protein you could imagine. So yeah, we would recommend that. And my last question, and and I really do appreciate all of your time this afternoon. This has been really fun to to learn about the restaurant and and both of y'all. Um, where can people learn more about um the Devil Pig, like website, social media, so that if people are interested in learning more about y'all, they know where to look. Devilpig.com. It's super easy. Is our website. Devilpig is our Facebook and Instagram handle. 
And info at deviled pig is an email that comes right to me. So yeah, any of those avenues or stop in the store and see us. South Del Mabry between El Prado and Beta Bay and South Tampa. Come check us out. If you're coming to town for a catering, we, you know, we're doing people come into town and find us and we end up doing weddings and engagement parties and all that good stuff. But yeah, please do find us. We would love to see you. We would love to meet you and have you taste Alex's delicious food. And if you could recommend one thing, if people came to see you from the menu, and I know it's like asking you to pick your favorite child, but if you could recommend one thing from the menu, what would you tell people to try on their first visit to the restaurant? I don't know what yours is, Alex. Mine is the rib tips with white sauce. That's my favorite thing. I, I would I would have to say our brisket. You have got to try our brisket. It's absolutely fantastic. Or our and ribs. Brisket or ribs. I, don't, I can't I can't pick between the two, but those are those are those are my top two hitters for sure. You know what? That and is the a, brownie for sure. Well, and the new and improved brownie after the contest, which I love. Well, and, smoking it really, you know, I, we wanted to be true to the contest. So we're like, we have to cook this brownie with fire. We can't just stick it in an oven. And it really was amazing. Really, is that really a difference delicious. in the kind of heat? Like, is it a, a, to make the texture different? Is the smoker, you know, versus. It does. I mean, just like with meats, when you when you use a smoker, it's a lower and a slower kind of thing. So almost like a braising with the, that little kiss of smoke. So when you're cooking the brownie on a lower, slower temperature, it makes it a little bit fudgier, which I prefer fudgier brownies to cakier brownies. And the smokers seem to do that. And then it had this beautiful little kiss of smoke on it um, that just goes really well with the candied bacon and the caramel sauce. So, oh, so good. Well, I think that's a great place to end it because now I am very hungry. I mean, just talking about the pork was enough and now the brownies is, is over the top. Um, I, I mean, I, I wish we could serve whole hogs in the restaurant every day, but, uh, you know, it's prohibitive to do that. So if you must order something special, definitely order one of our whole hogs. But I think that is great advice for, for anyone in Tampa, visiting Tampa in general. Um, Alex and Jennifer, I really appreciate it. Uh, again, this has been a special episode of the Tip of the Tongue podcast. I'm your host, Brent Rosen, and we've been talking to the Heritage Heroes in Tampa. Uh, check out the Heritage Fire website. Uh, it's heritagefiretour.com to see the upcoming dates so you can find out uh, when they're coming to your town or somewhere close. And uh, stay tuned to Tip of the Tongue, and we'll uh, keep being, we'll be continuing to interview Heritage Heroes. And uh, it's been really a pleasure to do this. So thanks again. Thank you so much, Brad. Thank Heritage you so Fire much. Tour as well. I really appreciate y'all's time. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Y'all have a great afternoon.